boys and girls, and thank you for tuning in to yet another episode of the Jeff Becomes Jeff podcast. As I'm doing my show prep, or was doing my show prep for this episode, and creating the folders on my computer to store everything, I'm very organized with my computer, but it just, you know, it doesn't really hit me sometimes that this is episode 72. Before I know it, gonna be in the hundreds. That is crazy. This time last year, I want to say I was in the single digits on podcast releases, so boy have I put a lot of podcast shit out in just the last year. You're welcome. I do want to point out that here in Ohio, the warm weather, the constant or relatively consistent warm weather at least, has finally arrived. I think we've seen our last ridiculously shitty and cold day, well, up until the end of summer, when inevitably the seasons will just pretty much skip seasons and go right into winter again. Probably about, uh, I don't know, four or five weeks ago, I was having a big ant problem because that's when we would have these warm-up days and then these all of a sudden cool-downs. And I think that because I live in a more rural area, rural, when it warms up, all the ants come out and then it gets really cold and they go, oh shit, I gotta get somewhere warm. So somehow they find their way into my house. So there for several days, I was killing ants left and right. I had traps down. Those didn't seem to be doing that much, but apparently they take a little while to work because one day they were all gone. So that's good. But now I'm back to yard work mowing on the reg because last Wednesday I mowed my grass and it is now Wednesday of the following week when I'm recording this and I had to mow my grass again today because it looked like I had gone three years without mowing my yard. It's just this time of year it just shoots up like crazy. As I've discussed, I'm not really a big fan of yard work, mowing the yard, landscaping, any of that stuff. And when my mom was here visiting a couple weeks ago, that's when, you know, the cold weather was finally moving out. The warm weather was coming in. Yards were needing to be cut for the first time. But with her visit and my work schedule, I just didn't really have time yet to do my first mowing of the season. And I remember her making a snarky comment to me like, what are you waiting for, a goat to come by and eat the grass? What's going on? Because it looked apparently shaggier to her than was her taste. So, no mom, I was not waiting on a goat, just trying to be a hospitable host and focus my time on you when I didn't need to focus my time on making some moolah. You're welcome. Another thing that has happened with the warm-up is I have officially made the switch in my dresser from jeans to shorts. So in my closet, I've got shelves up above where I hang my clothes. So in the winter months, I will have all my shorts up on those shelves because I'm not going to wear them. And then I'll put the jeans in my dresser where they're more accessible. So it felt good to finally take those jeans out of the dresser, stick those up in the closet, and put all my shorts into the dresser. If you dare wear short shorts, Jeff, wear short shorts. No, I don't wear short shorts. That's actually a theme song from an old Nair commercial, the hair removal cream or foam or whatever it is. But regardless, I am happy that I have done that short and jean flip-flop with my wardrobe. Speaking of flip-flops going into warm season, this is when a lot of people like to wear flip-flops. I don't know if I've mentioned this much in the past on the podcast. Jeffy don't like flip-flops. Flip-flops. I can't wear them. I hate that they slap around on my feet when I walk in them. I don't like the look of feet in general. So I'm also not a fan of other people wearing flip-flops because now I got to look at your janky ass toes. Put on some shoes. Do me a favor. Don't make me see your fugly feet. 
And the last thing I will speak to regarding the warm-up is I'm finally getting back to routine gigage with my music performances because most of the places that I perform at, they're kind of like patio weather patio shows, so they don't do much, if any, shows during the winter months. So up until a couple weeks ago, I had not played a show in like four months, which sucks for my wallet, because I make pretty decent money at my gigs. But in just the last week and a half, I have performed two shows. I have a show this coming Friday. I have a show this coming Saturday. I have another show, I want to say, two weeks from this Friday. First week of June, I have like three gigs in an eight-day period. So getting back at it and it feels good to be getting back out there and able to perform so that makes me happy now along with summer months or spring months i guess we're not technically in summer yet but we do have a lot of holidays coming up like memorial day father's day fourth of july labor day and i want you to know i'm going to be doing some special holiday themed episodes for those holidays i actually meant to do one for president's day recently and i apparently misjudged the day that president's day fell on and the week i was planning on recording that episode to release the following monday on what i thought would be president's day i was told or informed by somebody that no president's day was this past monday And I was like, well, shit. So I did not record that episode because it would have been a week late and irrelevant. So maybe next year. For those of you diehard listeners, you know I have already done episodes for Thanksgiving, Christmas. Did I do something for New Year's? Yeah, I think so. It was the uh, resolutions episode, at least. And, of course, the Halloween episode I did with Mr. Stevie Cade. And the episode I just put out a couple weeks ago, the Mother's Day special, where my mom was a guest on the show. So not sure if I'm going to do anything special for those holidays this year since I've already done something, unless I can find a different angle or reason to do a show themed around that holiday. I'll probably do a new Christmas special because my Christmas special last year was not really about Christmas. It was actually almost like a little Christmas show that I did with a fictitious story doing a lot of voices and soundtrack and all that. So maybe this year I'll find a new silly tale to spin for y'all to enjoy at Christmas time. Of the upcoming holidays that I mentioned, I'm not positive that I'm going to do a Father's Day special. I'll have to think about that. I mean, I am a father. My father passed away in August of 2020. We didn't have the closest relationship to begin with, so I guess I kind of worry if I'm doing a Father's Day special in that regard that it might come off a little contentious or morbid in regards to the fact that he's recently deceased. Who knows? Maybe I'll be able to talk one of my kids into coming on the show and being a guest just like I did with my mom for Mother's Day. Maybe I'll have one of my kids on the show for Father's Day. Wouldn't that be fun? I'll tell them that's your Father's Day present to me, even though they know I don't want anything on Father's Day. They don't get me anything. I'll usually get a card, but I'm not a big gift receiver. I could give two shits about gifts because usually it's not what I would have picked out, and it's really all about the thought, but not anything I'll actually wear or use. If there's something I want, I'll just go buy it. I don't need it as a gift. Some random choice that someone made thinking, this is what Jeff would like. In most cases, you are incorrect. So getting to this week's topic, the extroverted introvert, that is what I would consider myself. Many people, and I've discussed this, like the whole reason for why the podcast is named Jeff Becomes Jeff is because when I switch on the mic, I can be way more outgoing, verbal, 
exciting, entertaining, but typically I am a much more introverted personality. But kind of what made me think about this as a topic for this week is the fact that I've actually had two social engagements in just the last week, which for me, that's a lot. In most cases, a social engagement might occur for me maybe once every three to four months. But last Saturday, some friends of mine in Newark, hi Tim, hi Brittany, hi Jake, hi Melanie, but they are members of the Moose Lodge in Newark, Ohio, which is not far from where I live, about a half hour away. And they sent me a message the night before or maybe the day of, I don't remember that, you know, we're going to be at the Moose Lodge if you want to come out. Now, they have asked me to do that several times in the recent two or three months. And these are the people that I went to hang out with during the Super Bowl to watch the Cincinnati Bengals unfortunately lose. But, you know, these are newfound friends. I just met them last year when I was performing at a show at that Moose Lodge. And we've become friends. I've performed at house parties that they've done. Again, I was invited over for the Super Bowl to Tim and Brittany's house. But in the multiple instances that they have invited me to the Moose Lodge when they have been there in recent months, it's just always been a bad night where I've had to do podcast editing or I needed to be working or something going on. Usually wasn't going to be a gig because, as I mentioned, I haven't been gigging in months. So, you know, when they asked me last Saturday, hey, you want to come? out tonight to the Moose Lodge, I didn't really have anything that was precluding me from going to the Moose Lodge and visiting, and I also felt bad in the fact that I have had to turn down all of the previous invites, so I decided I'm going to make an effort, I'm going to show up, I'm going to hang out for a while, we had fun. I do enjoy hanging out with them. I very much value, appreciate, and enjoy their friendship. And I think it's very kind and thoughtful that they always think to include me, despite the fact that 99% of the time, Jeffy says, uh, sorry, I can't. But in addition to that socializing, the school I work for, they like to do Tuesday happy hour after the school closes at 8 o'clock at a bar across the street. And, uh, you know, I don't always go. In fact, you know, I will try and find reasons. I, I do have reasons. I have things I need to do, like come home and record the podcast. That's why I'm recording on Wednesday instead of Tuesday. Last night, my plan was, okay, you know what? I'll go with them just so I'm not, you know, the wet blanket that's constantly turning down happy hour. And I let them know, all right, it's going to be a very short visit. Yeah. Like I said, the school closed at 8. We went over to the bar. I left the bar at around 11.50. Now, around 11.30, I was ready to like, okay, I'm done. But their conversation was just going on at such a rapid rate that I was not able to just weasel in a couple words to say, okay, I'm leaving. So I just stood there quietly listening to the conversation go on and on, not really contributing to the conversation. And finally, when the opportunity presented itself, I pounced and got the hell out of there. But these two social interactions in a very short period of time, like I said, is very unusual for me. So I thought, you know what, maybe this is something I can discuss. I'm sure I've brought it up in some regard on the podcast in the past, but as far as I know, see, this is the problem with now being on episode 72. I'm always thinking, have I already talked about this before? And there's going to be times as the episodes go on, you're going to hear the same stories for me. If it's relevant to a different topic, you're going to hear similar topics because it's just something I care a lot about or something that just pisses me off and I constantly am talking about it. It's going to happen. You're going to have to deal with it. 
But I really don't think that I've gotten super in-depth in regard to my actual introversion or my ability to come across as an extrovert. Just like I mentioned with going and hanging out with the Coakleys and the Hottingers at the Moose Lodge on Saturday, I have a very bad habit of making friends and family a priority. And, you know, these are people that care about me. I'm just not a social person. I just prefer that more introverted lifestyle. And, like, I'll be honest, I've got some neighbors that live in my neighborhood. Like, I can walk there in about 45 seconds. And over the last couple years, we started hanging out a lot. They would constantly text me and invite me to come down if they were having a fire or hanging out. I would see them almost once a weekend. You know, it wasn't like going out, though. I would just walk over there, and I was still in my neighborhood. But because of the fact that I would never reach out to them or see what was going on, and it was always them having to invite me, I'm going to be honest. I have heard nothing but crickets for quite some time from the people on the court because they probably realized, you know, what's the point? Why do we keep inviting a guy who clearly isn't going out of his way to be a part of our life or actually be a part of socializing with us, knowing that we're right down the road? And I don't blame them. I am not poo-pooing them at all. I know that I'm at fault. I, like I said, I am horrible at making friends and family a priority. And unfortunately, I'm sure I do this with my kids, which is even worse now that they don't live at home anymore. And, you know, I try and rationalize it in my own head. I feel like I'm respecting their space as young adults, you know, living on their own for the first time. But I know I should be more active in reaching out to them as their father. And I do want to make a better effort to do so. Will I actually? I don't know. There's a big difference between, you know, the motivated person on the day after New Year's saying, I'm going to run a marathon this year versus actually running that marathon. That's kind of me when it comes to socializing. But when it comes to my kids, you know, my dad wasn't really, he didn't interact with me or my kids that much. That's one of the reasons we didn't have a great relationship for the last 10 years of his life. But I want to make sure that I don't go down that road. I never want my kids feeling resentful or like I don't think about them or I don't care about them or I don't love them simply because I'm not constantly in contact with them. So hopefully maybe I can use my dad and his absolute failure as a father to interact with his son or his grandkids. Now, not his other son. He would talk to my brother on a daily basis by phone. He flew out to Washington, D.C. to see my nephew graduate high school. My kids didn't even know how old they were. I'm surprised he even remembered their names. They never got a call or a text on a birthday, a Christmas card, nothing. And my dad lived about a half hour away. So didn't have a whole lot of excuses, but I think it got to the point where it was this constant game of chicken that we were both playing because I'm sure that I adopted a lot of my introverted tendencies from my dad. I think my mom would probably admit that she's very much the same way. She's told me that she's got friends in her retirement community that want to do things and be more involved with her, but she's just really bad at being the one to reach out. If they reach out to her, that's different. She's just not the one to pick up the phone and send the text or make the call and initiate contact. And that's pretty much me. And I have such a small circle of family and friends that it's very rare 
that anyone is reaching out and making that effort. Well, first off, it wouldn't be my mom. She does. With me, I'm different because I'm her son, but still probably not as often as maybe another mother who doesn't have that tendency. But I guess what I'm saying is between both my dad and my mom having similar tendencies, I'm sure I have adopted a lot of those tendencies due to that fact. But maybe I can correct it. We'll see. I don't think I'm a bad person. I don't think I'm uncaring. I don't think that my kids for a second think that they're not important to me and that I don't love them. I just talked to my daughter the other day. I designed a tattoo for her. I know that's a weird way to interact, but hey, it's something. But that is something that I do want to make a more conscious effort, even if I'm not socializing with friends, coworkers, etc. I want to make sure that I do prioritize my kids more than anything else. So regarding the idea of being an extroverted introvert, I know that sounds like an oxymoron. To an extent, it is. But what I mean, as I've discussed, like when it comes to the name of the podcast, I am introverted by nature. But in certain situations, I can come across like the life of the party. Many people that don't really know me because I don't really let people get close to me, they see me in only social situations or when I'm performing at a gig or something. And I'm very social. I'm very loud. I'm very outgoing. I'm very jocular and silly. So they assume assume that, boy, I just must be this totally outgoing, extroverted person. That would be incorrect. It's just some ability that I have to really flip a switch. Maybe it's a defense mechanism because I feel awkward and uncomfortable in social situations, but I do make the best of it. I make lemonade out of lemons. So in that regard, yes, I do believe, at least for me, it is possible to be an extroverted introvert, but only when I need to be. So, you know me, I love giving you guys learning moments, so let's look at the definitions of introversion and extroversion, just so everybody understands everything I'm talking about and my perspective. So an introvert, by definition, is a person who feels more comfortable kind of focusing on their inner thoughts and ideas and isn't really as much focused with what's going on externally, which would explain why I am what would be called a homebody. I could give two shits about what's going on outside the walls of my home. So I don't really give a big shit about major news stories, activist movements that are happening in major cities. Even if it's my city, I'm far away enough from downtown Columbus that I don't care. I'm miles away. I can't hear it. I can't see it. As far as I'm concerned, it ain't happening. If we didn't have social media and news, none of us would know about any of that stuff. But now we've gotten all so involved mentally in all of the things going on around us or around the world when, you know, 20, 30 years ago, none of us would know or care. So an extrovert would be someone who's predominantly concerned with obtaining gratification from kind of what is outside the self. So they want to constantly be around people. They want to constantly feel that approval of inclusion. And I'm not saying that is a bad thing. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that personality type. I'm not saying it's a neediness. It's just somebody. That's how their mind works. They want to be a part of things, and it makes them feel better when they are. Clearly, I would say that I don't care about gratification, considering the fact that I have released a ton of music and now 72 episodes of a podcast without a single penny to show for it. 
Yes, I know people are listening to the podcast, but since I have started this podcast, pretty much at the end of every episode, I tell you guys where you can go follow me on social media. Granted, I don't exactly make it sound like it's going to be exciting if you do so, but I will tell you that in 71 episodes, nada, zip, zilch, not one person has followed me on social media that I know of simply because they listened to the podcast, heard me recommend that, and they thought, wow, I want to hear more from Jeff on his social media when I'm not just listening to the podcast. So zero gratification. If the listeners that I have that I can see in the stats, if they like it, I don't know. If they love it, I don't know. If they hate it, I don't know. If they agree or disagree, I don't know. I get no feedback, no gratification, and that's fine. I do this for myself. I find it enjoyable. It keeps me busy. I find it therapeutic, but I just want to make it clear that I would consider that to be some pretty strong evidence that I am not a gratification-focused person. Otherwise, I would have given up on this shit long ago. And maybe another reason why I'm not really into the gratification, I'm going to be honest, I suck at taking compliments. It's also probably the reason why I'm not a big fan of receiving gifts. I don't know how to receive a gift or put on a face to look appreciative about something that, eh, it's okay. Or even feel like I am deserving of a just random gift for some arbitrary reason. I'm not saying I don't like to feel appreciated or know that someone has acknowledged something that I've done that I put effort into, but I'm just not good at the praise or the compliments. I mean, the last girl that I dated like a year ago, one of the main reasons we broke up, or I guess one of the largest areas of contention during that dating relationship was the fact that she just treated me with such adoration and put me up on this pedestal. And I mean, I would tell her straight up, you got to dial it back. I don't see myself the way that you see me. I don't think I'm all that and a bag of chips. And it's making me very uncomfortable when you stare at me like I'm a $50 filet at a nice steakhouse. Maybe that's a bad analogy, but it was just the total, total adoration and affection, which was just over the top, especially considering we didn't really know each other that well. But instead of embracing that adoration and affection, I pushed it away because I didn't know how to handle it. I wasn't able to take it or accept it. So I had to say no more. Also, the last band I was in, the Love Benders, that we were together for about 10 years and played our last show in October of 2019, they would constantly give me shit because between sets or after a show, people would come up and like want to praise the band or give compliments or, wow, that song was awesome. And I would always respond with some kind of downplay of their praise. Like if they came up and said how awesome a certain song was and, wow, I have never heard a band do that before and it was great, I would inevitably reply with something like, Oh, yeah, well, yeah, I mean, we just started it a couple weeks ago. It's going to get better. I didn't need to justify that it's going to get better. They didn't tell me or critique that the song needed improvement. They were praising the song. For some reason, my inability to accept the compliment was instead trying to downplay and almost paint the picture that it wasn't as good as you'd think. And they would say, quit doing that. Just say, yeah, thanks. You don't need to explain to them that we're still working stuff out. Just accept the compliment. So yeah, compliments, gifts, things like that, not good with it. It's just like why birthday. I hate happy birthday. I hate an acknowledgement of my birthday. I don't care. I don't want 
anyone to tell me happy birthday. Unfortunately, my mom still calls and sings to me every year. I say unfortunately because it means that I'm still going to have to deal with that as long as she is on this earth, which I hope will be for a very, very long time. Love you, mom. But my kids are now trained to know to completely ignore and not acknowledge my birthday. No gifts, no cards, not even so much as a happy birthday. Although last year, my son did acknowledge it much to my chagrin in a very sideways fashion he saw me i was sitting in the chair watching tv and he and his girlfriend at the time walked into the house and he went oh by the way happy not your birthday so it was his way of acknowledging it with also acknowledging the fact that he knows better than to acknowledge it but otherwise my friends Anyone I know, acquaintances, coworkers, they have no idea when my birthday is, nor will I tell them, because I don't want to hear it. I don't want it acknowledged. I don't know what is miswired in my head that I am not good at accepting this type of stuff, but that's just how it is. And I'm sure that contributes to the overall mentality behind my introversion. Now, the other reason, the secondary reason why I decided to do this podcast, in addition to my recent social interactions in the last week, was, I don't know, it was like a month ago, I saw something on someone's bio on social media that had like four letters together that I didn't understand. It was like, E-I-F-J, or I don't know. I don't remember exactly what it was. I didn't know what the hell that meant, and because I'm not a big fan of labels, not a big fan of people identifying and forcing themselves to be labeled and identified as one thing specifically because we're all very unique. Because of that, I did a Google search for whatever those letters were that I saw on that social media bio and realized that the E in the first letter of the acronym was extroverted. So that's kind of what was in the back of my mind. Then when I had these social interactions, I'm like, you know what? Screw it. I'm going to talk about this more in depth. So regarding those letters, if you ever see that, I will tell you. Is this another learning moment, Jeff? Yes, it is. But in 1971, Carl G. Jung, boy, that's a weird name to say. Carl G. Jung. Wow, that sounds like a porn name. But um, he did a study to explain personality types, and he kind of broke it down into binary dichotomies, as they would call it. So binary dichotomy, essentially both meaning the same thing, one or the other. So in the study, what he felt that he discovered was that in the way that people express themselves through their energy, there were two types. I, introvert. E, extrovert. Then in the way that they perceive information that comes in around them, there is the S, a sensing, or I, intuition. So, you know, basically somebody who feels like they're perceiving information based off thoughts and feelings that they're having, whereas the sensing people might be a little bit more tactile in the fact that they receive their information from actual physical delivered information. Then the way that they process that information, the dichotomy there would be T for thinking or F for feeling. Now, you would, might say, well, thinking and feeling, that sounds pretty similar, but I would assume that that means taking it from a more emotional perspective or rather versus a more intellectual perspective. And then fast forward nine years later in 1980, uh, a lady Isabel Briggs Meyer added a fourth dichotomy to Carl G. Jug's previous three dichotomies. And this one is how someone takes that information that they have processed and perceived and how 
how they implement information, and they would do it one of two ways. That would be J, judging, or P, perceiving. Again, I think it's really stupid that people are using these acronyms. They're putting it all together and still using it in 2022 from studies that were done. Well, the first one was done four years before I was even born. And it was one study. We can't be defined, people. I do want to give you a heads up that one of my upcoming episodes, I'm going to dive really deep into something I have discussed in the past, but that is identifying certain ways, labeling yourself. It drives me crazy. But just like identifying with sexual orientation, you know, using pronouns. All those labels, you've got people still using these four freaking dichotomies to put themselves in this one little definable bucket. Are you that easily defined? I would like to think not. I remember growing up where if someone labeled you or defined you with some basic word or pronoun or identity or acronym, you would be offended because you would think there's a lot more to me than just this one little thing. Nowadays, people embrace that, but I'm not going to get ahead of myself. I'm going to dive deep into that on an upcoming episode. You know, looking at these four dichotomies, I really don't know if I had to group the four letters together and pick one from each dichotomy. I'm not really sure what letters I would pick. I would generally lean toward the I for introvert, but it depends on the situation. In certain situations, I am, at least in that moment, an extrovert. I know how to flip a switch and do that. When it comes to how I perceive, process, and implement information, I think that's situational. I don't think that's something that I do the same way every single time. You know, there are times when I receive information and depending on who I'm receiving that information from, what that information is about is going to depend on if I perceive and process that information from an intellectual or emotional perspective. If I'm in a relationship with someone and the girl I'm with tells me those pants you've been wearing for the last year, they are so ugly and they make you look fat. I'm probably going to react to that with a more emotional response. If I am trying on the same pair of pants in a store and a salesman walks up and says, I don't think those are the right pants for you, I'm going to react to that with a more intellectual perspective like, okay, I'll try on a different pair of pants. Thank you for the information. You're the expert. So again, quit putting yourself in all these stupid, silly buckets, defining yourself with stupid acronyms, labels, pronouns. Boy, we're going to have some fun unpackaging that in the upcoming episode, Identity Crisis. Going back to what I was saying earlier about my lack of socialization and my desire or preference to just kind of be within my own four walls, within my own thoughts, doing what I want to do, choosing what I want to watch, not having any outside influences. I will say that I rarely invite people to my house. It is very rare that I have what you would call company. In fact, just the general idea of having people inside my home makes me very uncomfortable. And maybe that's because I feel like if someone is in my house, that I have to be 100%, you know, the extrovert then at that moment, I have to be the host. And I can be a very good host. In 2020, I threw a Halloween party in my house. I was trying to reach out to the neighbors that I don't hear from anymore to be inclusive, to make a better effort, and like, look how far out I'm going of my comfort zone that I'm not only asking you what you're doing for Halloween, but I am inviting you into my house for a party. 
I went balls to the wall. I mean, my Halloween decorations are always insane. But that was the first year that I really dropped a ton of money and bought the shit that I have now because I knew I was going to have this party. I bought an elaborate Beetlejuice costume, all the makeup, the wig, totally in character. Not one of the people that showed up to my house for the party was in costume. Not one. I had a custom drink because we live in Columbus, Ohio. There was an Ohio State Buckeye football game on that night during the party, so I knew these were all big Buckeye fans, so I wanted to make sure that in addition to being a Halloween party, that we were able to watch the game and also still celebrate the Buckeyes, so I created a drink. I'm sure there's other drinks similar to it, but I called it the Buckeye, where it was, ah, I think I want to say, yeah, it was a mixture of peanut butter whiskey, chocolate liqueur, and heavy cream over ice and it was really good i bought these foil hot dog sleeves like you would see at like a ballpark when you would get a hot dog and i bought really nice expensive nathan's beef jumbo hot dogs good hot dog buns i mean i'm talking a buttload of them and i perfected prior to the party the process of steaming these hot dogs in these little foil wrappers so that we were having, you know, these steamed hot dogs that were reminiscent of buying something at a ballpark, and everyone loved them. I had all kinds of candies and treats and snacks. I put an extra TV out in my garage so that the smokers could watch the game when they went from the inside to the outside. <coughs> all in all, I felt like I was a very good and very attentive host. But boy, was I glad when they all went home. Just wasn't my scene. And I'm sure I was cleaning the whole night, every little thing, because I didn't want to deal with a messy house at the end of the night. So I'm constantly throwing things away. Is this, whose cup is this? If no one claimed it, trash. But that was October 30th or 31st. I don't remember if it was on Halloween or the day before, um, but that would have been a Saturday night in 2020. That is the last time I have had people in my home, other than when my mom comes to visit. If that gives you any idea of how much I dislike having company. I have had some instances of having like one individual person in my home in the last couple years. Like when Whitney Nicole comes over to be a guest or co-host on the podcast. I mean, she's not here terribly long, but I always make sure the house is clean. I make sure it smells good. I keep my house pretty clean anyway, and it's easy now that it's just me living in the house. But I always still feel like I have to be a host in some regard. It's just the way my mind operates, and maybe that's why I choose not to do it all that often. And again, I am not saying anything bad about people who are what would be considered extroverted. In fact, at times, I am jealous of people who are able to be extroverted, and I wish that I could be. I'm sure many areas of my life, I would just be happier and more carefree because I'm not constantly just living 100% in my own thoughts and emotions. But it's just not who I am. I just don't think at this point in my life, that's something that I can change, nor do I think that I want to. It's like I could be jealous of the person that's driving the really cool futuristic Tesla where the doors open up like bat wings, but am I jealous of their car payment, of their insurance prices? of their constant panic that, you know, someone might actually do something to the interior of the car and, oh my God, there's a stain on the floor mat. So sometimes, you know, wanting or coveting something or thinking it would be nice to have that, whether it be a physical item or an attribute or personality trait, when you think about what comes along with that, all of a sudden you realize, yeah, maybe I'm not that jealous of it. 
probably the thing that bothers me the most about my introverted approach to life is the fact that I'm sure a lot of people, especially ones who are not introverts, they could perceive the fact that my introversion is a lack of caring. Like, you know, the fact that I constantly say no when someone asks me to do something or the fact that I'm not reaching out to my kids all the time or reaching out to my friends all the time to let them know that they mean something to me. It doesn't mean I don't care. It doesn't mean they're not important to me. It's just how I am. It's how I communicate or a lack of communication thereof. But I don't like the fact that some people that I do really care about might ever perceive that I don't care about them, which that bothers me with my neighbors here in the neighborhood that I feel like maybe they feel that way. And that's why they're not reaching out to me, even though they are fully aware that that's just who I am. I am not the reach out kind of guy. But they've gotten to a point where it's kind of like, well, fuck him, you know? And again, not blaming them. I totally understand their perspective. It just sucks, and that's another reason why I guess I kind of wish I could have some more extroverted qualities. It's just it's so hard to manufacture a personality type or a personality trait that just simply isn't what's built into your DNA. Here I sit, a year removed from my last relationship, if that's what you want to call it. It was just dating. We might see each other a couple days a week for a handful of months, and that was it. So yes, I am a very lonely man, and I'm okay with that. I prefer it that way. Honestly, the idea of getting into any kind of relationship right now and feeling the need to have to text someone constantly and care about someone constantly and spend time with someone constantly, boy, the idea of that in the past, I would have loved that because I love being in love, but the idea of that scares the shit out of me now. I've gotten so far detached from those feelings and from that person that I was in the past of being in relationships constantly that I've gotten used to this and it's kind of something that I embrace. So that's really all I wanted to discuss. I'm not guilt tripping anyone who listens to this to feel like they have to make more contact with me because I'm telling you, well, I'm not going to make contact. You better do it, buddy. I'm not trying to explain to anyone who feels like they think I care less because of that, that I'm creating an excuse. That's not it at all. I'm just talking about this. It's what I do on the show. I'm not guilt tripping any of my listeners that have never, never, never gone and followed or liked any of my social media. I'm not guilt tripping any of you to go follow or like my shit. I've made it very clear. I do not like social media. Socialmates! My social media is awful. I almost never post anything. Couldn't tell you the last time I posted something on Twitter. Last time I posted on Facebook was a few days ago when I posted that the new podcast is available. I have two gigs this weekend. I have not created an event. I have not invited anyone. As far as anyone that follows me on social media is concerned, I don't have two shows this weekend. I suck at it. I suck at the social meads. So again, follow me, don't follow me, doesn't really matter. You're not going to be getting a whole lot of extra content. That said, if you do want to follow me, you can follow me on Twitter or Facebook at Jeff Becomes Jeff. Whoop-de-doo. Once again, I want to thank everyone for continuing to tune into the Jeff Becomes Jeff podcast. I continue to have new countries pop up that I've never had listeners from in the past, and that means a lot to me to know that I am somehow, I don't know how, but somehow spreading like herpes at prom worldwide. A worldwide prom, Jeff Becomes Jeff is the herpes. You're welcome. Until next time, I'm Jeff.
And I'm Jeff. Okay, I'm leaving. Good night. to the devil and I prayed and I showed him the mess that I've made and I cried and I cried and I cried a million times over but the devil just laughed in my face I went to the God of fire and said can you turn the heat a little higher cause I've been burned and I've been burned Time's over, but he just covered me with water. So I went to the Lord of the sea. Said, Won't you come wash over me? Cause the roads and the woods have been winding a million times over. But she receded from me. And I I've been 